It's Chris Michaels for the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. We made it to the end of the week. What a great week it has been, but thank goodness it is over. Get ready for the weekend. Who's ready for uh, nothing? Anyway, coming out of Davos, once again, we have the World Economic Forum hot on the heels of nonsense perpetrating us. Is that even the right term? I don't think so. Anyway, I'm going to move right along. There's something called Vaxxas, V-A-X-X-A-S. And this is funded uh, by Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation. This was coming out of Davos. Essentially, we have a microneedle patch for easy vaccine delivery that will be able to be sent to your home so that you could inoculate yourself. What could go wrong? And I wouldn't be surprised if we're going down this dystopian road. You will have to do this. In other words, you must comply. And if you don't, then you will not get your central banking digital currency. You will not get your universal basic income. You won't be able to leave your home because you live in a 15-minute city and so on and so forth, like I've said plenty of times before. So they're trying to outsource the idea of compliance. You no longer have to go to a doctor. You have to just make sure that you are hooked up to the smart grid, the Internet of Things, your smartphone, your smart home, and so on, your smart bowl, and your smart toilet. And... That will then send your medical data to the big pharma industry to let everyone know that you have taken your self-administered inoculation. Thank goodness for technology. What a time to be alive. And don't think that this is something out of the realm of possibility because this comes from Steve Watson over at Modernity News. World Health Organization head, global compliance needed for the next pandemic. Yes, that's right. We're right on the cusp of the new fear porn craze, Disease X. Oh, goodness gracious. Thank goodness we've got disease, uh, vaccines for Disease X, even though we don't even know what Disease X really is. Although I haven't validated this, I have seen some screenshots of patented viruses that use the term uh, Disease X or the X virus or whatever it is. So it does appear as this thing is real, but as usual, it is engineered. Uh, like I said, if the screenshots are true, I did not have a chance to validate those patent numbers, uh, but I will endeavor to do that uh, at some point. So here we go. He said, now, if you don't remember who the head is, it is, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Teddy at Hominin Gesundheit over there at the World Health Organization, and he said that global cooperation will be needed during the next pandemic and that the national interests hinder compliance. Oh, yes. So in other words, your rights as a citizen of your home nation are a hindrance to health compliances that are recommended by big pharma and megalomaniacs like Bill Gates. So please do not tell me that, oh, yes, my rights are the big problem. He goes on to say that in order to be better prepared and to understand disease X, the World Health Organization's pandemic agreement needs to be adopted globally. This is about a common enemy. Without a shared response, we will face the same problem as COVID. So for those of you that don't remember what Teddy at Hominin Gesundheit is trying to say here, the pandemic agreement basically cedes the rights of every single country and every single citizen 
to the World Health Organization and the interest group Gavi, which is basically owned by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. In other words, a four-eyed, megalomaniac, blubbery-titty asshole. That's right, Bill Gates. This common global interest, he continues, and very narrow national interests should not come in the way. And, of course, national interests are natural, but they could be difficult and affect the negotiations. Um, since when does the head of the World Health Organization become a massive lobbyist for Big Pharma and places like Pfizer, which create all kinds of problems, but sadly, uh, they don't admit to it, but fortunately, they buy companies with antidotes and medicines that counter the problems that they create. Hello, COVID-19 shots and that company that they bought, and I don't remember the name of it, that negotiates the issues that people have with heart diseases and strokes and so on and so forth. How serendipitous of it is Albert Bourla over at Pfizer buying companies along those lines? I mean, I just don't know. It's, it's, it's unreal. Listen, I brought this up on yesterday's podcast. They're trying to get rid of your rights and clamp down on your life through stupidity. They're trying to blame you for the ineptitude of a COVID response. Now, that's the scenario. We can tear apart this whole idea of a COVID response and COVID itself. But for them, we have to play along with this scenario for this argument. And also, oh, the carbon problem, the uh, environmental problem. It's all your fault. Why? Because we have cow farts and you like to eat beef and you like to drive vehicles with gasoline engines and uh, you poop too much and you should be eating bugs and soy so that you can be more compliant and uh, just do what you're told and be clamped down in 15-minute cities. Uh, also, you should be tied to carbon credits, and luckily enough, you don't make enough money to actually use your carbon credits to go on a vacation. You could sell your carbon credits to big industry and other CEO types. Yes, this sounds like a lovely situation. It sounds like serfdom and slavery. They want to get rid of your rights. They want to make sure that your freedom is clamped down on to such a point where you won't even recognize your life anymore. And they're going to try to do it through a medical emergency or some kind of medical legislation where it's going to create mandates and so on and so forth. And they're going to try to use the environmental card to lock you down and create climate lockdowns. Interesting sidebar, by the way, uh, Sam Altman, he, remember him? He was the one over at ChatGPT, CEO for a while, got kicked out for four days, then came screaming back because of some species-threatening, supposedly, AI development. Well, he came out the other day, too, and he said that we need to do something about the energy situation here because AI uses so much power that we can't possibly advance any further with AI. And if we do, we wouldn't have a civilization. So we need a lot more power. Now, let's take this one step further. Could it be that we are, in fact, being run by AI in the background and AI is already up already functioning, and already creating policy, which is why you see all of these bizarre pieces of legislation coming out of politicians all across the world. 
Could these politicians, in fact, be interacting on some level or another, or maybe they're lobbyists, with AI, which is recommending and writing the legislation, the dystopian legislation, the anti-human legislation that we're seeing right now? It would also explain why everybody is up in arms, why there's no more energy. We're going to have to deal with rolling blackouts. Oh, it's summer. You can't use too much AC. We're going to have to do rolling blackouts. Oh, it's winter. It's so cold. Oh, you're going to have to deal with rolling blackouts if you don't curb your energy. You're only going to be able to heat your homes up to a certain degree, and we're going to shut off power altogether for about two hours so that you can't overwhelm the grid. Now, since when is the grid being overwhelmed? I suggest... AI got flipped on, and it's using so much power. And once again, they're trying to shift the blame onto us. That's what I believe is truly going on here. Anyway, digressing violently like a drunk mental patient, Jim Jordan is upset. That's right. He's very, very, very upset. Why? Because we find out that there are agencies within the federal government that are flagging people with words such as MAGA and Trump whenever they make transactions. If they go down to Cabela's or Dick's Sporting Goods, that's what the references were, or purchase a religious text like a Bible, you have a transaction flagged by your bank or your credit card company, and that information is then sent off to the government. Gee, this is fascism. Yet another arrow in my quiver being shot across and hitting the target dead center. I said it. We're living in a fascistic society. Got to see the signs. This is a sign. All of a sudden now I buy a book on Trump. I go to Cabela's and buy a knife, buy a gun, buy a fishing pole. I'm now on some kind of watch list with my bank and credit card. This is outrageous. We need a new Bill of Rights just to make sure that these banks and these government types do not do what they've been doing, which is stomping all over our privacy. Enough is enough. We can't handle this anymore, and it needs to stop. It absolutely needs to stop. Because if we don't stop it, we're going to end up in a caste-like system. In a caste-like system, I mean you're going to have a very, very small, elite class of people with what we know to be rights. And then you're going to have a second class of under-citizens that do not have anything close to what we're used to seeing as rights. And they're trying to implement this kind of social structure through immigration. They're, that's one of the reasons why. They are sending so many people from the global south to the global north. They're creating a new social class. But we have people on the ground, not me personally, but James O'Keefe, former Project Veritas leader, he revealed a story from Arizona. And he found out that there is all of these NGOs, these non-governmental organizations, 
that are perpetrating this illegal immigration across the border. They are aggressive. They are responsible for trafficking these people and these children all across the United States. And these NGOs are basically working with the Red Cross. Now, why would the Red Cross want to do something like this? Who's running the Red Cross? I would assume, because I haven't done the research, it is going to be some hyper-liberal a-hole, like the CEO of United Airlines, or an equivalent, that doesn't care about national boundaries. Probably, in other words, a Democrat World Economic Forum type. So he found out that there is this little NGO called Alita's Angels. So I tried to look up this group. I didn't find anything on these people. But they are there. He ran into them. And they are the ones that are responsible for uh, basically using the vans and getting all these people loaded up and and shipped everywhere. Then there was a volunteer from the American Red Cross, he says. And he said that the American Red Cross runs the migrant facilities, and they are extremely aggressive. What happens is, is that Alita's angels basically take over for the Red Cross workers. So what happens is when these facilities get built, they're run by the Red Cross until the federal government gets an NGO, a non-governmental organization like Angel, like Alita's Angels here, to take over the spot of the Red Cross. So the Red Cross is there as a placeholder until the federal government can dole out the money. So all over the place, you have the federal government, the Biden administration, allowing this to happen, funding these operations. Notice the difference between Texas and Arizona. Texas is shipping these people to Democrat cities. Arizona, for some reason, ain't doing that. They are keeping a couple of them, apparently. And the other bizarre thing is that Alita's Angels is a brand new nonprofit. So it seems as though it's another shell company. Somebody is out there creating all of these nonprofits, and there's no real paper trail because they're created and dissolved as soon as they're created. So you don't really get a real honest-to-God case here. And elitasangels.com, which, by the way, if you do a Google search, it doesn't come up, okay? It doesn't come up. But luckily, uh, James O'Keefe um, did, in fact, create a link. And if you click on it, it says it is a private site. And if you're the owner or you're a contributor to it, you can log in. So you can't do it. So you can only imagine... The amount of human trafficking and degenerate, possibly, pedophiles would be associated with something like this if there were no vetting in process. So that's what we're dealing with here. That's how damaging all of this rightly so is. And how could you even say that the Red Cross is there for human beings? No, that's not the case at all. Because as Elon Musk even posts the other day, uh, guess what? Actually, it was uh, the 18th. He said that all of this funding for transporting illegal immigrants all across the country and running this nonsense, this infrastructure, is coming out of the Homeland Security and the FEMA budget. So I thought Homeland Security was supposed to keep us safe. I thought Homeland Security was supposed to check up on us and stop those dastardly terrorists from 2001 from coming into the airports and blowing everybody up to kingdom come. Well, David Rubin found something very interesting. If you go to an airport, and I've done this, 
when you check in with your ticket and your identification, uh, you have to stand, at least in New York, you have to stand in front of a camera and you hand them your stuff. And then they take a picture of you right on the camera itself. It says that you, you cannot say no to this photograph and this photograph is immediately deleted. Um, sounds kind of bizarre that a photograph has to be taken only to be immediately deleted, even though it's trying to validate who you are. I mean, that is extremely, extremely bizarre. So the Rubin Report uh, tweeted today, oh, I'm sorry, posted on X today, a document that he found, uh, actually it was a sign, uh, not really a document, non-U.S. citizen document validation using CBP-1 technology. And so to sum it all up, photo capture is voluntary. You may decline to have your photo taken. If you do not wish to have your photo taken, please notify a TSA officer. You must still provide your alien identification number or biographical information to the officer, even if you do not have your photo taken. So get this. If you are a non-U.S. citizen, in other words, an immigrant, and you are supposed to travel and fly across the country, you don't need your photo taken. But if you are an American citizen, the only way to get on your flight is to have your photo taken and go through uh, those stupid x-ray machines, which are extremely hazardous. If you get it done to you enough times and you have to take off your belts, you have to take off your shoes, your underwear, you have to go through, you have to lift your nuts, lift your boobs, and then they have to check everywhere. It is ridiculous that we stood for this violation of our rights, this overreach of our of us, of just being us and this violation of privacy for what? I mean, you mean to tell me that those devices actually work? I mean, I've seen plenty of videos where they don't work. Uh, X-ray machines, no thank you. It has to be metal detectors. That's the way to go. But further along with this illegal al alien stuff, the American conservative, will illegal aliens choose the 2024 Republican nominee in Arizona? Very, very interesting article. But to sum up, this is how it works. In Arizona, they've created a loophole. And this was sort of backed up by the Supreme Court of the United States. Basically, federal law prohibits non-citizens from voting in federal elections. Okay, kind of makes sense, right? And if we go along with those lines, well, you can live here, but you can't vote here. Okay, I can buy that. However... What really creates the wrinkle in all of this is how you register to vote. You can either use a state document or you can use a federal form. If you use a state document, you have to validate your U.S. citizenship. So states, individual states, are essentially trying to clamp down, or depending upon what state you live in, trying to determine whether or not U.S. citizens are actually getting the ability to vote. Now, with the federal form, which is something different from the state form, you do not have to prove anything. And if you submit a federal registration form, you're registered as a federal-only voter, entitling you to vote in federal races, including the presidential election. So now you know why you have states like Arizona, 
and maybe Texas, maybe Florida, that have all of these illegal aliens in there now. I mean, if you're going to ship illegal immigrants off to uh, blue states, like Democrat states, Democrat-run states, it, it may shift the Electoral College. Some of these states have winner-take-all kind of deals going on for the Electoral College. But you start to see why Arizona is such a pivotal state, because you have corrupt individuals like Governor Katie Hobbs, you have idiots over there in Maricopa County that are trying to steal Arizona by allowing non-U.S. citizens that have come here illegally to vote for the president. How is this possible? That's how damaging this is. It is apoplectic that this is even possible. Even Elon Musk on January 9th, uh, tweeted about it. But there are some people that are going after this that they're trying to stop this. But, of course, the Democrats, they're the ones that want this because they're all about winning even if they break the law. They don't care. So if you're in some of these states, you're these purple states, go out there. Call up all of your political officials, your elected officials. Go after them. And say, what in the flying F are you trying to do here? Or if they're a Republican that isn't going along with this. What in the flying F are you doing to stop this? Gee, damn it. <laughs> See what they say after that. Oh, funny story. My interwebs went out a couple of days ago. And you know how they have the automated uh, guy on there? Oh, please, uh, enter your PIN number, or uh, please, say your name, please, say your question, or whatever. So I kept saying what the issue was. The interwebs is out. What are you going to do? I did everything I could, and I can't do anything. So they, they would not understand what I was saying. I was saying operator. I was saying uh, what the issue was. On I just got into this loop. So at some point, the automation asked me what the issue was again. I just dropped an F. I said, F you. And what happened? Oh, your call is being directed to an operator. <laughs> so if you're ever stuck in one of these stupid 800 number loops, just drop the F bomb. You will get somebody on the phone pronto. Okay, that's it for me. I will be back next week, as always, and I'll be on the wrap-up with Greg Bolden. You can listen to us live on X if you are listening to this on a Thursday or if you have that lined up for yourself every Thursday. That's when it happens. And uh, what else? Oh, I may do another episode on Spotify only so that I can add music in between the segments. I don't know if I'll have time this weekend, but... I will uh, I'll keep that in mind. I may try to do it maybe a little bit shorter than what I did the other day. But uh, it, people seemed to enjoy that a little bit more. It had a little bit more of a terrestrial radio kind of feel to it. Uh, and it broke up the monotony. So you didn't have to listen to me for, uh, well, what are we up to? 23 solid minutes. That's going to be it. I will be back. Remember to be the beautiful, lovable fuzzball. I know you are and influence your community. Rag on your family members. And do not forget to say that you are smarter than most people you know, including them. I'll be back, as always, for another glorious week of podcasting.